Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, and welcome to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi, the Ovenman, Assistant-in-Chief to Molly and Helper Extraordinaire. Today is Episode 3 of Sugar Week. Which means we have another round of our Pressing Questions segment, where we answer a question from one of our kid recipe testers by doing an experiment here in the recipe lab. Then we are ending off the week with something wacky in our wild card segment. You ready for some sweet, sciencey content? Let's get to it. Woo, we did it. Oh, that was amazing, Molly. Exactly like we rehearsed. I can't believe it. We're getting really good at this. I mean, I didn't think I was going to do that well, but I really came through. I mean, it really was, but we're still recording, Mitzi. What? Ah, oh no. Ah, cut to the song. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Mystery recipe. So close. We were so close. Don't be so hard on yourself, Mitzi. It was still an almost perfect intro. Almost, because I just couldn't wait to celebrate. Must be all the sugar I've been eating this week. I got way too excited. (laughs) That's okay. There will be more intros and more episodes, and not a lot more sugar to get all hyped up on. It's hard to... Focus. Were you able to find a pressing question for this week? Right. Uh, yes. Let me go get it. Part of Missy's job as my assistant is to go through our mail. We get tons of recipes and suggestions from listeners and young chefs. Sometimes we get questions that make for the perfect experiment, so we use them for our pressing question segment. Speaking of, if you have a pressing question you'd like us to answer, have your grown-up send us an email at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. That's mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. I look forward to reading them. Did you find this week's question, Mitzi? Yep. It's from Jack, who is 14 years old. I love making sugar cookies, but aren't there two different types of sugar? We have brown sugar and granulated sugar at home. Which one makes the best cookies? Perfect. Sounds like the right question for some investigation. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to the recipe lab to put this question to the test. Mitzi, the show is yours till I get back. Okay. Hurry back, though, Molly. You know I get nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about, Mitzi. I'll be right back. Okay. So, I wrote a little something for this. Uh, Let me just... Ahem. And for this one, I need my assistant, Oliver. Come here, kitty. Hiya, handsome. Okay. Ever wonder how Oliver the cat got so sweet? It didn't have to do with all the sugar he'd eat. It might be because of his four tiny feet. Because the beans that are toes on his paws are a treat. I am sorry for this, folks. I really did not know we'd be doing this poem. And that's why Oliver is the sweetest cat that you'll meet. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, this ad's for you. Ah! 
Hey, grown-ups! If there's one thing we simply cannot have enough of in my house, it is snacks. That's why Kroger's ship service is so great. You can browse snacks and other stuff online and get it shipped right to your house. It's fast and easy, and your order will arrive in as little as one to three days. My daughter Olive was pretty impressed. What's in there? Can you pull it out? <gasps> What do you think all those are?、Uh, gummies. Do you think this is maybe the largest box of gummies you've ever seen? Yeah. What else is in the box? Pretzels. Learn more at Kroger.com and get the yummiest snacks shipped directly to your doorstep. Do you love me, Oliver? In spite of almost everything about you, yes, I actually do. Yes, I love your little cute little toes.、Oh, you're my best friend, except Molly. Mitzi, we're back, and that was a delicious experiment. Oh, see ya, Oliver. I wrote a poem about him, Molly. I'll have to read it to you later, but first. Tell me all about the experiment. Well, we were trying to discover how sugar affects cookies. We did a taste test to see how white sugar and brown sugar change the taste, texture, and even size and shape of cookies. Oh, you mean、uh, the, those cookies right there? That uh, that smells like a good experiment to me. We wanted to know how the cookies looked, tasted, and felt different from each other. Uh. Would white and brown sugar have that much of an effect on the recipe? Good question. We started with a hypothesis from our kid recipe testers, Asha, Lena, Nico, and Lucia. A hypothesis is an educated guess. It's what you think will happen as a result of the experiment. Well said, as always, Mitzi. Thank you, Molly. My next hypothesis is that we will cut to tape from the experiment, where we hear what each tester thinks the results might. B. My name is Nico and I'm nine years old. My name is Lucia and I'm eight years old. My name is Asha. I'm, I'm seven years old. My name is Lena and I'm five years old. Um, I think that the ones with the brown sugar will be sweeter. I think that that all of them are going to spread out, and they're going to keep their color, but they're going to spread out and they're going to harden if we cook them for longer. I think the white sugar cookies are going to taste crumbier in our mouths. The brown sugar ones are going to taste smoother. Interesting thoughts. My next next hypothesis is that you bake the cookies. We did. We used the exact same recipe for these cookies, except with one batch we used granulated sugar or white sugar, and in another batch we used dark brown sugar. And if you want to try this experiment at home, you can. Just head to atkkids.com/brownsugarcookies for the recipe. Plus, while you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Today, in the name of science, we are going to make cookies. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, now use your whisk and give it some muscles. I'm noticing that all the ingredients we just put in are mixing together. Okay, we're mixing the brown sugar, eggs, and butter with our flour. We're putting the dough into balls and then putting them onto pans. This is the second batch of cookies we made on the show. I'm gonna say it never gets old. My hypothesis is that if you keep eating all these cookies, you might get a stomach ache. Excellent theory, Molly. Only one way to find out. 
So after we baked these cookies, it was time for our taste test. Just like last week, we wanted to make sure our testers didn't influence each other with their answers. So we asked them to tell us their thoughts privately, one at a time. Lena, come on over. One would break apart more, and it was easier to chew. But the white one was a little harder. All right, Nico, what did you think of the two cookies? The white one, it was, it was a bit crunchier, and it was harder. And the brown sugar cookie was a bit moist, and it was easier to eat. All right, Asha, what did you think? Well, I realized that the brown sugar cookie is more sweeter and it's more moist, it's more soft, and the white sugar cookie is sweet, but not as sweet as the brown sugar cookie. All right, what do you think about the two different cookies? I thought that the brown sugar cookies tasted more moist and would fall apart easier when the white sugar cookies fell apart less and were easier to hold. So we noticed some pretty clear differences, especially around three main topics, color, texture, and taste. The color differences were pretty clear. Um, Well, the brown sugar cookie is a light brown and the white sugar cookie is white. But the rest of the differences were more interesting. The brown sugar cookies are bigger. They're more chunkier than the white sugar ones. The white sugar cookies spread out more than the brown sugar cookies. So, the brown sugar cookies were more thick and chunky? Yep, and the white sugar cookies had what we call more spread. The dough stuck together less and spread out more while baking. Why? Well, the brown sugar cookies spread out less because brown sugar has molasses in it. But what? Who? Ma who? Let's start all the way at the beginning. Molasses and sugar both come from sugarcane. Sugarcane, or sometimes sugar beets, are plants that can be turned into sugar. These plants are juiced, almost like a fruit, and that juice can be boiled down to make sugar. When you boil it again and again and again to get as much sugar as possible, you're left with a dark, sticky substance called molasses. So molasses is what's left over when making sugar. Pretty much, yes. Then, when you combine molasses and sugar, you get brown sugar. And we love that, but it doesn't explain why the brown sugar cookies were thicker. I'm getting there. A bunch of things are happening here, but most important, brown sugar has molasses in it, which is slightly acidic. The acidity of the molasses reacts to the baking soda in the cookies. Baking soda and acid have kind of an explosive relationship. When you put them together inside a cookie and heat them up, they make gas. That, uh, sounds like a lot of hot air to me. (laughs) Carbon dioxide, to be exact. That carbon dioxide helps make the brown sugar cookies thick and fluffy. So, the brown sugar cookies were thicker because when molasses reacts with baking soda, it creates gas that makes them puff up. Nice recap, Mitzi. That's correct. There's a bit more to it, things like gluten development and water absorption, but this is the thick and thin of it. Very punny, Molly. That's a pretty complicated science there, too. Well, all you need to know is that the cookies made with all brown sugar were thicker and puffier than the cookies made with all white sugar. And both cookies were pretty delicious. Also, your hypothesis was correct. I am 
developing a bit of a tummy ache here. I think the baking soda and brown sugar in my tummy are uh, reacting a little bit, and, uh... <laughs> Gross, Mitzi. Science, Molly. Pure science. Ugh, excuse me. Well, that was an amazing experiment. We are almost done with this sugary sweet week, but before we go, we have something unexpected for you. It's wildcard time. Once upon a time, there were three best friends, Shadrach the dog, Meow Tilda the cat, and Cracker the parrot. They lived in Pleasantville, in the happiest part of town, on the sunniest side of the street. But Shedrick was born. It's always so perfectly happy and sunny here. What should we do today? I don't know if I could stand another perfect, happy, sunny day. We could sit on the porch and soak up the sun. We do that every day. We could take a nap on our comfy beds and wait for the dinner bell. We do that every day, too. I want to go... Over there. Thunder crackled, and an inexplicable storm rolled in as the three pet pals looked next door at the factory. Not the factory! That horrible place. It looks just dreadful. Exactly. It's miserable and dangerous. We have to go check it out. No way! We are safe and happy here on the porch. Why risk it? You can't tell me you aren't bored, Cracker. You can fly. Don't you want to try something new? Who needs new when you already have perfect? What about you, Meow Tilda? You've still got all nine lives left. Can't you spare one to go on an adventure? Not a chance, Shedrick. I don't have a single hair out of place, and I don't intend to change that. Well, the good thing about friendship is that you have my back, and I have both of yours. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah, of course. Let's put that to the test, then, shall we? Shedrick suddenly bolts upright and tail wagging makes a break for the factory next door. Meow Tilda and Cracker screech, Ah! eyes wide. But it's too late. Shedrick is off the porch and already halfway to the factory before they can even call after him. Shedrick! Ugh, he's insufferable, isn't he? Come on, Matilda. We better hurry after him if we're gonna catch up. I'm coming, I'm coming. Shedrick runs to the back door of the factory and waits patiently for Matilda and Cracker to catch up. He sniffs the air, surprised to smell something sweet. Slow down! Slow down! Are you trying to ruin my perfect hair day? Shedrick, we really aren't supposed to leave our perfect porch. We gotta go back! Oh, come on, friends. Live a little. Besides, can't you smell that? It smells super sweet. You're the one with the bonafide nostrils, Shedrick, not me. I'm best for rodents and hairballs. Certainly not smelly adventures. Come on, 
I think this back door is open just a crack. Shedrick paused the door open, and all three pets slip inside. The door slams shut behind them with a terrifying boom. Well, there goes our way out. Look, they're making sugar cubes. Hot dog, I think you're right. Cracker takes flight and circles around the factory, dipping in to grab a couple of sugar cubes and dropping them down to Shedrick and Meow Tilda. Mm-mm-mm. These are amazing. Aren't you glad we came, Meow Tilda? What do you mean, amazing? These don't taste like anything at all. Nothing at all? They're sweet as can be. I haven't gotten the time, nor the taste buds, for sweet things, Cracker. Cats aren't able to taste sweet. Didn't you know that? There's the front door. Let's get out of here, please. All right, all right. I've had my fun. Come on, let's go. So, you can't taste sweet things at all? That's a shame. You can't miss what you've never had, Shedrick. Hey, Cracker, grab us a few more cubes for the road. There's a giant pyramid of sugar cubes right by the door. Cracker flew over to grab a few more cubes. But she didn't think to be careful. She grabbed a few cubes from the center of the pile and started an avalanche. And just as quickly as it had started, it was over. The sugar dust began to settle, and Maltilda was the first to see their newest problem. Oh no! Look what you've done! These sugar cubes are blocking the door. We'll never get out now. Not if I can help it. Come on, Cracker, let's eat our way out. Oh boy, I was born for this. And eat they did. Cube after cube, Shedrick and Cracker gobbled them up until... Oh, yikes. I don't feel so good, Meow Tilda. You're telling me I don't even want to look at another sugar cube. Ugh, too much sweet. Well, if we can't eat our way out, what will we do? I can't take you two anywhere, can I? Leave it to me. Not being able to taste sweet things came in handy for Meow Tilda today. She nibbled and munched a dog-sized hole in the sugar barricade, just enough to allow for the pets to escape. Come on, pals. Let's get out of here. Meow Tilda, you saved the day. Not being able to taste sweet things really saved our hides this time. Well, maybe that'll teach you to go on adventures. But I gotta say, it was sort of fun being a hero. Thanks for saving us, Meow Tilda. <sighs> Anytime, pals. Now it's still sunny enough for us to catch a quick cat nap before dinner. What do you say? And nap they did, tired out from their latest adventures. It's back to their perfect daily routine for this group of pet pals. Until next time. Well, that was a pretty sweet adventure. This week, we've poured over the sweet world of sugar, gotten the buzz on sweeteners like honey and maple syrup, and even came to know the story of Shedrick, Meowtilda, and Cracker, the pet pals of Pleasantville. That's it for Mystery Recipe this week, but we'll be back on Monday with another special ingredient for you to guess. 
And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? So far, we've covered onions, salt, olive oil, tomatoes, and sugar. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. Until then, keep on cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birndam, and I'm a chef's hat. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He's an apron covered in flour. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a trusty wooden spoon. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio, The Cutting Board. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music. He's the timer on your microwave. Our post-production supervisor is Hen Margolis, a measuring cup. Our production manager is Diane Knox, who is also our grocery list. Jack Bishop is our chief creative officer at America's Test Kitchen. He's the oven. David Nussbaum is our CEO, our favorite cookbook. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, our deputy editor, Kristen Sargianis, and editorial assistant, Katie O'Hara. This episode featured the voices of Sarah Joyner, Yorgos Sivranidis, Carolyn Rickert, Jack Bishop, Kira O'Sullivan, and John Rudolph. Thanks again to our sponsor, Purdue. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 